Guys, listen, we're glad you're here this morning. This is DK Ministries, and I am Danny Smith, your Bible teaching, your Bible teaching pastor, I guess, today. Oh, I know, I shouldn't start laughing. I'm sorry. <laughs> just good to be with you. Monday morning, don't you just love Monday mornings? I know, I know, I know. You think, man, Mondays. Man, I tell you, I got to go to church yesterday. I always like Mondays the day after. <sighs> okay, I hope you're doing well. I hope everything's going good. I hope you got your copy of God's Word, and you'll turn to Luke chapter 4, uh, we're going to read verses 31 and 32. Luke chapter 4, verses 31 through 32. We have been uh, studying the book of Luke uh, at South Carolina Baptist Church, where I'm interim pastor, and uh, we have done it a few times in these podcasts that so we took some time off to, uh, we had two, uh, the last two podcasts were on Grasshopper Vision, and, and I hope that you've listened to those, and just so many people today discouraged and defeated and deflated, oh, yeah, just anything you want to mention uh, about what's going on in the world. I tell you, I talked to a lot of folks and they're so unhappy with uh, not the, only the way the election worked out per se, but the way it was going about and the way things happened. And and I know there's a lot of talk in the media and all this, you know, but but when you get to talking to folks, they're really discouraged. Where we around in our area down here in the South, I guess, uh, just what was done and how it was done and, and what's been happening. And, and a lot of people have kind of just... Uh, kind of well with me, things are over, and that's when we did that podcast and going back based on Numbers 13. However, today we're back in the Gospel of Luke, and we're talking about one of my favorite topics, and I hope one of your favorite topics as well, uh, the teaching and ministry of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And and Luke is establishing all these, I don't know if you want to use them, credentials or realities about who Jesus was, what Jesus did, what he was able to do. And in Luke chapter 4, as he really gets a running uh, start, on all the things that he wants to say. He's got 20 more chapters to do it in, but he's kind of laying the groundwork. And a couple of things Luke wants to know is Jesus taught, and he taught with authority. Uh, yesterday morning, you can look at the South Dakota Baptist Church, uh, listen to the video. <laughs> it's a better listen than watch. Uh, listen to the video. And uh, we discussed that. But this today, we're moving on to not only, we're moving off that Jesus is teaching and what he was doing who he was teaching, but what it means for Jesus to have the authority and what what the authority of Jesus means. And 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 so by now you should have, if you're going to open up your copy of God's Word, Luke chapter 4, you ought to be there. And it's pretty clear to me that if you ain't got it there now, you ain't getting it there. <laughs> you say, Brother Danny, your English is bad. I know it's bad. I know it's bad, but I've never made an English major, not even for a minute. I did take an art class one time for 15 minutes, but then they put me in study hall. So <laughs> anyway... <laughs> That's uh, long story. We're not telling it. Here you go. Okay, here you go. Luke chapter 4, 31, 32. Then he, the he here, of course, is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. That he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbath. In fact, Luke makes it clear. He taught on the Sabbath. He taught on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Thursday. Uh, he taught every day of the week. You know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but all the way through. Uh, but he really emphasized on those days where the Jews were worshiping the synagogues, Jesus would, would show up and they would allow him to teach as, as he became known as a teacher, as a, as a, as a rabbi, as one who could proclaim the word. And so um, he did that. And so um, we're looking at, at the authority which Jesus taught here. And we're just reading what Luke had to say. Let's pick back up verse 31, go to verse 32. I got distracted there for many lights blinked. I thought we were fixing those lights. Uh, then he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbath. And they were astonished at his teachings, for his word was with authority. Uh, Luke refers to Jesus' authority. Uh, it reminds us uh, that in all that he did, he had authority. But especially in his teaching, in, in his teaching ministry, 
it just is clear that he taught that no one else has ever taught and no one else ever will teach. Listen, there are some gifted Bible teachers in the word I have had in the world. I've had I've had the privilege to to hear in person a number of some of the greatest Bible teachers today and that I consider to be the greatest Bible teachers today in our world. And you can hear many great uh Bible teachers in so many different venues. I mean there there uh YouTube stations and radio stations and podcast. I mean, all kinds of, no, we don't count this podcast. Some of those, but there are all kinds of places that you can find uh, some of the world's current greatest preachers. Well, as good as they are, they're, they're never going to be in Jesus's league, never going to be in, in Jesus's category because they had an authority that was different. Now we get, we have the authority of Christ, uh, the mission of Christ, however you want to see it, but he had an authority which gave him well, for example, he gave him access to the wisdom of God. Now, Paul talked about us having that. He talked about having the mind of Christ. But Jesus had it normally, and he did naturally. Uh, it wasn't something he had to work up into, grow into. He just had it. He had access to the wisdom of God. Now, we get there. We grow there. We, we do the best we can. We begin to know the Word of God, and it helps us understand the will of God and the way of God and all those things. But Jesus just... He had he, because he was him. The Father was one, as he said, as he had access to the wisdom of God, and he had God's wisdom. I think about not too long ago in my daily Bible reading. I hope you read your Bible daily, but in my daily Bible reading, I was reading about the story of Solomon, uh, and uh, about the wisdom of Solomon. And you know, you know the story. The the two ladies had each had a baby. Well, they one died, and the other one. Uh, you know, the 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 mother, the one who died, changed babies. And and when the mother woke up, she realized that wasn't her baby. But there was an argument ensued. Eventually, they come to Solomon, and Solomon said, uh, bring me a sword. And, and you know the the story goes. He, he said, I'll cut the baby in half, and I'll give half to each, and then they'll each have half the baby. And, uh, and finally, the real mother said, no, 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 don't do that. Give it to her. And so then he realized and knew who the mother was, and he gave it to uh, the real mother. And a lot of people bragged on his wisdom, and, and it, be, it became cornerstone of one of the one of the stories told about Solomon. But the truth was, God wouldn't have needed to call for a sword. He would have known Jesus wouldn't have needed to call for a sword. He would have known. That's the difference between the authority Jesus had and the authority we have. Uh, it is instant. It's 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 certain. It's clear. It's positive. It's all those things. And it's always right. Okay, so he had authority uh, to the wisdom of God. Number two, when you say that Jesus had authority. Uh, in his teaching, it means he had unity with the Father. Uh, there was no division. There was no space. There was uh, there was no crease. There was no crevice. There was no crack. There was no daylight between him and the Father. Uh, some years ago, when I was at seminary. My counseling professor, I'll never forget when I went to seminary. I was in one of those. I was one of those rough, time, rough times of Christian history. A lot of a lot of well-known Bible teachers had fallen, and a lot of them had fallen morally and, and had you know difficulties in their marriages. And someone asked our counseling professor, I just happened to be in counseling, in a counseling class that, that term. We didn't have semesters, we had term. And someone asked our uh, our counseling professor what he thought the problem was and, and how we could prevent it. And I'll never forget, he laid, you know, I was just seminary a long time ago. Now you got smart boards and all these things. <laughs> you know, he had, uh, he had a chalkboard. <laughs> he had one of those chalk coders. Uh, and so he laid that down and he, put one foot on the wall, kind of rested his back, and he just began to tell us, guys, I tell you, uh, if you leave a crack between you and your wife, if you leave that room for sunlight, Satan's going to make sure something or someone slips in there. Uh, 
And uh, I found his I found his wisdom to be very correct. I found his wisdom to be right with what God would say. And, and in my years of ministry, I've noticed a lot of guys mess up there. They didn't, of course, hear that discussion. Probably I heard, but uh, someone needed to tell them and teach them, do not leave space between you and your wife. Make sure that your relationship is sound and solid and secure. Well, that's what it, that's what it means to have unity with the Father uh, it, it, on a much higher plane and, uh, and, and multiply it in a, you know, in, in just infinity beyond. There was no... There was no space between Jesus and the Father because he and the Father was one. They spoke as one and they, Jesus ministered to one. So there, there was unity with the Father. So there was access to the wisdom of God, unity with the Father. And there was the ability to teach timeless lessons that he delivered then, but they still apply to the times of our life. Uh, those are the lessons that Jesus taught never have and never will. They will never be timed or, or dated or or, or non non. Uh, not important, I guess, is the best word way to say it. I'm sorry. I had another word I was going to use, but I thought, ah, that's not, that's not a good word. Jesus taught lessons 2,000 years ago that still apply to our life today. They're timeless. And the things he taught, that had to do with that authority because he knew and understood how time would be, what time, you know, how time was. I look back in preaching. Uh, I have I have been in the you know I I've been a Christian now for a long long time, <laughs> <You know? laughs> thank you Jesus, and and I look at the teaching when I first got saved, and what we hear and what we hear now, and it has changed. I'm not saying it's changed for the better. I'm just changed changed, um, and the lessons and the things people say are, are different, and the way they approach things are different, and yet when we get back to the truth of God and the Word of God, and we look at what Jesus said. Those lessons are the same, and yet they apply today even better than the lessons that we come up with now. And that's because we thought it was timeless, and it just never, uh, it just they just never passed away. It, there's no way to calculate the worth of those lessons because they're, well, they're greater than anything else we never see. So anyway, I, I need to I need to move on. I know that uh, when we say Jesus had authority, when he had access to the wisdom of the Father, uh, he had unity with the Father. He was able to teach timeless lessons that were delivered in his time and the day that he walked the earth that still apply in our time. He had a heart uh, for the Father and a desire to be a blessing uh, to men or mankind, however you want to say it. Uh, this authority Jesus had was was something that that connected him personally, directly to the Father. Uh, he wasn't a conduit of the Father. He was the Father. Okay, they were one. They are one. Uh, I, you know, I, I know that in human perspectives and understanding, that's hard for us to gather. I, as I've said, if you've listened to what I've taught, I learned a long time ago, it's just best to take God at his word and and, and preach it and teach it that way and apply it that way. And you'll you'll not struggle with some of the things that people struggle with. I have no problem with saying this because this is what Jesus said, so I accept it, and that settles it for me. I don't have to debate it or argue it. So you have this, this heart of the Father. Listen, you go back to the book of Genesis, and yes, I believe in Adam and Eve, and yes, I believe in creation. And if you don't, okay, you have the right to be wrong. <laughs> you know, uh, Oh, well, science teaches. Well, science teaches things that are wrong. In fact, I can promise you, uh, I graduated in Central High School in 1973. Go get a science book that was used in 1973, and I can promise you, you'll find things in that science book that are wrong today that, that weren't, you know, aren't really understood, that things have changed. But you get God's Word out, and you you look in the 1970s, and things in there apply, and you look at the, you know, the 2020s, and things apply. 
that word never changes and that word, but that word at the same time always applies. Jesus, when he spoke, had a heart for the Father and a desire to be a blessing to man. Jesus himself said, I came to seek and save that which is lost. There's no greater blessing than salvation. And I don't even know. Yeah, I've heard people, wow, the greatest blessing is salvation. And number two is, I don't even know if there is a number two. I, I, I mean, I think that there are other blessings, but they don't even make <laughs> He don't even make the list. You know, they, the, the blessings of salvation stand alone in the room. It's like uh, Earl Campbell was a great running back in his day, a great running back in his day. And he, Bum Phillips was his coach. And someone asked him if Earl, if, if Earl Campbell was the greatest running back ever. And I don't know if it was uh, hyperbole. I don't know if it's tongue-in-cheek. I don't know if Bum Phillips was trying to have this false modesty at the time. But he said, and, and this isn't an exact quote, I don't think, but it's pretty close. He said basically, well, I don't know if Earl Campbell is the greatest running back in the, has ever been in the NFL, but he's in that class, and it sure don't take long to call roll. And basically, when you got through talking, you, you understood that he believed his running back was the best that ever been. Well, when it comes to God, when it comes to Christ, when it comes to that, the best ever been, okay? <laughs> and the best ever will be, and there will not be any other. And he, any other, and he had a heart for the Father. He had a desire to be a blessing to man. And Jesus himself said, I came to seek and save that was lost. Not just to tell people, but to save people. Not just to show people, but to save people. He wanted more than anything else to save people who were lost. Okay, uh, we need to move on. And so we talk about Jesus had authority uh, when he taught. That means he had access to the wisdom of God. Uh, that means he had unity of the Father. I mean, even though he taught in his lifetime, he taught timeless lessons uh, that still speak to us today. That means he had a heart for the Father and a desire to be a blessing uh, to men or mankind. He openly declared, because he had this authority, he openly declared what God has declared since the beginning. Uh, it's amazing. If you go back and read the Old Testament, I'm in a, a Bible reading plan I'm working on now. It'll be available. Uh, well, it's actually available now. I'll read six chapters a day because for 180 days of the new year, and I'm off this earlier than that, I'm going to have read the Bible. And so you take six chapters a day and you read it. And, and one of the things that's been just amazing to me uh, in the Psalms and some other places of how much of what was is said in, in the Old Testament, Jesus reiterated, uh, reintroduced, used again, uh, built from the uh, foundation of those very truths, those very things. I always, I always had to lie. I'm a New Testament Christian. Well, uh, okay, great. I understand what you mean. We're not under the law, but under grace. I understand that. But man, the Old Testament <laughs> was the foundation of Jesus' teaching because the teaching doesn't change. It is still uh, uh, from the heart of God. And, and Jesus was able to openly declare what God has always declared to us. There's no change. And there was always this perfect unity, okay? Um Jesus taught with authority because when you looked at him, you knew the righteousness was on display. You could see the righteousness of God. And there was one time in the New Testament, you, you probably I know it better than I do, where, uh, well, Jesus went up on what we call the Mount of Transfiguration, and he was transfigured before them, and his glory shone. And man, that's awesome, and, and, and we need that today. We need to see that today. Uh, his righteousness on display. And then uh, there's this invitation uh, that came from Jesus as he spoke because he had authority uh, to live, for people to live a life that pleases God. 
and uh, he brings a change of life. And, uh, it's like the old song, Wayne Watson had, New Life's for Old. And, I, you know, so many things I can tell you. But the truth is, when Jesus spoke, he wasn't inviting us to just listen and go home. You know, many pastors today are brokenhearted. I, I think, I hope, I pray they are, when they feel like people just, they listen to the sermon, shake their head you know, and hand and shake their head, and then the pastor's hand go out the door, and then nothing changes. But Jesus was inviting people to a change, to a great change when he spoke. Jesus, with his authority that he had, was taking the word of God uh, and, and, and placing it in the life of men. He was giving us the ability to handle the eternal world. world word. I, I know that we haven't always done good with it. And I, know, I know that there have been many abuses of it. But for those to whom the word has become life, they treasure the word. Oh, I've had people point out and prove and, and illustrate to me that the Bible, what we call the Holy Bible, is not to be worshipped and things like that. And that is true. God is to be worshipped. But when I open that word, I understand that I hold the word of God. And that in the word of God is the message to men and women, boys and girls. And the message is, is love and peace and you know correction and all those other things that we think about in God's word. And it is, it is the word of God that, that, that God has given to us. And he's placed it in our lives through the teaching ministry of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and, and, and those who followed in those footsteps. And, and so we have authority. And then finally, I know we need to go. When it says that Jesus had authority, what Luke was talking about, and you can see it and you can find it as you study, is that Jesus will yoke in our lives to his will. You know, he said, take my yoke upon you, it's easy and light. And then you go back and you explore what he was talking about. What he said is he's wanting us to take the word of God, the will of God, and bring it into our life and let it change who we are, what we do, where we go, and all those other things. Well, we've probably said enough for today. <laughs> oh, man, glad you're here. Listen, tell people uh, about our podcast. We appreciate it so much. This is DK Ministries. You contact us, and there's several ways. Uh, DSPreacherMan at gmail.com, all lowercase. DSPreacherMan at gmail.com, all lowercase. You can... Uh, contact us on the Facebook page, DK Ministries. Uh, send us a note. Let us know. Give us a comment. We appreciate that. Uh, tell a friend and, and, and show them how to get connected. Uh, you can if you go on our Facebook page. You look deep enough. Uh, a friend of ours, friend of the ministry, uh, took the trouble one day to explain how on your smartphone to find our podcast. And so you can find that and you can share it with people. I hope that you send us a note once in a while and you say, hey, Brother Danny, man, I like that today. Or, well, you must, I don't care. I, you know, I just want to hear. Feedback's great and wonderful. Uh, some of you hadn't written in a while. We'd love to hear from you. Just let us know you're still doing good, still listening. Uh, this will, this particular podcast will be available. Uh, hopefully, if things work out. I always had to say hopefully things work out because technical stuff does not always work out for me. But, but hopefully, if it work out, we'll have this available uh, for 24 hours. on. I think it's about 24 hours on my story on the Facebook page at some point. But other than that, they're always available at Anchor and other venues. I understand people who, who listen to Spotify and other places. I say, hey, the whole library is there too, so I assume that it is. But I record them on Anchor, and if I listen to them, and I do quite often kind of check out and see the sound quality and that kind of stuff, and how stupid I, I hear, how <laughs> stupid I listen, how stupid I sound. Oh, mercy, forgive. I wish I could cut that out. Anyway, um, they're available on Anchor. That's where we broadcast them. Uh, that's where we record them, and that's the venue we use. But they allow other places to have them, and a number of other places picked them up. And we appreciate that. And I don't know uh, how many people listen to all those other places. We don't get records of those. Probably, you know, I, I don't know, maybe none. 
but you're listening today, and I thank you for that. And I hope that you'll help other, you know, you'll tell other people. I hope that you listen. Listen, if you don't have a church home, you'll be Macomb, Mississippi, uh, Sunday morning about 11 o'clock. Come see us. South Macomb Baptist Church, we love we love to visit with you. Come see us. Speak to us. A small church, we get social distancing is not a problem, and uh, we'd just be glad to have you. We're the interim pastor. They were going to be there uh, a little while, so come see us. Uh, go, those are wonderful people will find a new pastor one day. We'll go somewhere else, I guess. But, but till God says so, we're going to be there. And I hope you come join us. God bless you. Be careful. Wash your hands. See you later. God bless you.